Before I get to my next guest, Russ Holden, I want to give a, a shout out to our friends over at the Ben Hogan Golf Company. When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his vision was to make the finest golf equipment in the world. And that remains their mission today. They forge every club they make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And their craftsmen, they micromanufacture each club to your exacting specifications, and they do so down in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. You can only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment online at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit them there today to learn about their great products and their great prices. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. And now back in making his seventh appearance with me is Russ Holden. Let me, uh, you know, talk a little bit about Russ and his background. You've heard me talking about the wonderful work that Russ does with his organization, Caddy for a Cure, for years. Russ and that organization help provide not only opportunities for wounded veterans to be the caddies for a day for some of the top players out on the PGA Tour, but they also gift life-changing things to our wounded veterans as well. Russ is also a Class A PGA professional, and he was the head golf professional at Woodfield Country Club in Boca Raton, Florida. It was there that he met Bernard Longer and became his caddy from 1991 to 2006. Russ also served as the caddy captain for the 2004 European Ryder Cup team. Going back to his college days, he played golf at Malone University, where he was an NAIA All-American in 1980. He was named All-Mid-Ohio Conference in 1980 and 81, and he was the Mid-Ohio Conference MVP in 1981 as well. He was inducted into their Hall of Fame in 1994. He's a wonderful friend of the show, and I'm excited to have him back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Russ, how are you, my friend? Oh, good evening, Chris. What a, uh, what a beautiful uh, thing listening to Bob Friend, and uh, thank you for the warm introduction. I can't believe this is my seventh time with you. That, that <laughs> no. uh, caught me off guard. This is fantastic. I, I always love being on the show with you. You just do a great job when, uh, uh, again, taking off where Bob left off. Uh, I want to say hello and thank you so much for everyone that's uh, raised their right hand uh, to protect us and keep our freedoms and liberties that we so richly enjoy here. Thank you for all those that are serving and listening now. I appreciate that, Russ. So before we get uh, get started tonight, Russ, I, I, I think congratulations are in order when I look at uh, your Facebook page. New addition to the family? We are, yeah. That, uh, Russ is a grandpa now, so uh, my son, who's a PGA professional, Brandon, uh, and his lovely wife, Shannon, uh, who is the Nike rep for up in uh, Long Island uh, from a very famous golf family, the Burke family up in New Jersey, uh, gave birth to uh, Sadie on uh, April 26th. And uh Sadie Michelle Holden was born, and uh, it's uh, quite a thrill watching my baby hold a baby, and uh, it's it's been great. Uh, yeah, just unbelievable feeling being a grandfather. Uh, no doubt. Congratulations. Good for you. Thank um, you. And up, update us on your kids, because to your point, Brandon's doing some great things. Your daughter Kayla is a, a heck of a young player. Looks like she's off to uh, the University of Tennessee here this fall. Talk about both of them. Yeah, we're 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 really excited. You know, uh, Brandon. Uh, you know, again, going back to Bob Friend, Brandon uh, was a baseball player and uh, played baseball all through uh, high school and uh, had a pretty prolific career as a pitcher. 
and uh, got drafted by Pittsburgh. Uh, and the Pirates uh, picked him up, and uh, he ended up foregoing an education at the University of Florida and uh, played professional baseball for six and a half years in Coors Rear Labrum and ended his pitching career. And uh, they all turned to golf sooner or later, Chris, and uh, <laughs> indeed he did. And, uh, you know, he, he had a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, so for, for whatever wow. reason he had some fast twitch muscles in there and uh, hit a golf ball a mile, and uh, we entered him in some long drive uh, competitions, and he did very, very well. Uh, you know, hit first first tournament he won, he hit 379, and then he went out wow. to the skeet at the World Finals and hit one 450 out there. And, oh, my. Uh, a bunch of – hit dozens of drives over 420 yards, uh, a little different elevation and whatnot, but uh, he's long. He had to be in mid-140 club head speed, and uh, – uh, you know, that's hard on the body as well. And uh, he learned very quickly that that was, you know, really just a a hobby long term and uh, wisely went into the golf business and uh, got a job working at Baltusrol, famed Baltusrol up in New Jersey really? and served, served there for four years. And uh, he moved over. He's actually at a lovely club now working for James Ondo at the uh, Appawamas Club in Rye, uh, New York. So uh, he's got a lovely job up there and a lovely membership and a great club, and I'm, I'm really proud of him. He's doing a fantastic job, and it won't be long until he's the head professional somewhere, and uh, some lucky club is going to get him, and he'll do a great job at it. And uh, Kayla is a senior now in high school, and uh, as you mentioned, she uh, we're really excited. We went through the recruiting process which was exciting, and uh, there, at the end of the day, there was really no other place that was home sweet home to us other than Knoxville, uh, and uh, we are just absolutely delighted that, that Kayla and the University of Tennessee are going to come together, and we're now an official Orange Vol family. Uh, everything we have pretty much is orange uh, here at the house, but uh, she's looking forward to, to going up to Knoxville and playing for Coach Judy Pavone up there, who's who's really legendary. Uh, she's been there for over 20 years and uh, played herself on the LPPA tour, went to the University of Alabama, and just a, a, a wonderful family at the University of Tennessee. And it was exactly what, what we were looking for and hoping for. And frankly, it was Kayla's decision, but uh, she did not even blink when they made the offer to her. Uh, that's where she really wanted to go, and, and we're, we're delighted to watch her go up there and try that. Have they gotten any communication at all about what to expect uh, with the fall semester, or is it sort of wait and see based on what happens with COVID-19? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, uh, uh, Kayla and Coach uh, Judy uh, text often. Uh, in fact, she got some texts from her today, and as far as we know right now, it's uh, it's status quo, and, and we're looking forward to orientation in, uh, in I think it's June or July, and then school as of right now is expected to uh, start again. You know, there was some big things with the NCAA that will affect Kayla, um, not necessarily in a negative way, but it's going to affect all golfers, where they're, the NCAA was very generous in giving all the spring sports another year of eligibility. So that changes kind of the comp complexity of, of how a uh, a team moves through your freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior years. And uh, we just learned that the senior, uh, Michaela Williams, who's, who's really one of their best players, is now going to come back and play another year. Uh, so uh, there was just Kayla and another girl, uh, uh, Vanessa, and I don't remember her last name. She's coming up from Venezuela. Um, so they're the two freshmen coming in. But uh, they're they're going to join a good team, and it's it's just a great group of girls 
And, uh, no, it's just uh, Coach Judy had really a great line. She said, you know, we don't stress about things that we can't control. And uh, that's a great attitude and a great way to look at this. And, frankly, it's one that we've sort of adopted here in the, in the Holden household that, uh, you know, we just don't have any control over a lot of things that are happening right now. And it's a great way to, to have perspective and look at it. And, again, just another reason why we're glad that Kayla and, and Tennessee have come together and chosen each other. Well, congratulations to her. I wa- I look forward to watching her success at the University of Tennessee. Um, Thank you very for much. For, We're excited. For our listeners who aren't familiar uh, with Caddy for a Cure, and we've been talking about it here on the show for years and the great work that you do for our wounded servicemen and women, um, remind them all about the great things that you guys do. Well, thank you. You know, as you mentioned, I had the great fortune of being the head professional at a, at a club here in South Florida in Boca Raton where Bernhard Langer resides, the Woodfield Country Club, and uh, met him in the late 80s and uh, started out on a, on a secondary coaching uh, side with him. And then uh, he had asked me to caddy for him one week. And uh, of all the things I'd done in the golf, caddied once in my life. And uh, he asked me to come on out at the PGA Championship when his longtime caddy uh, Pete Coleman couldn't make it, and I, I gladly accepted that. And I was like a kid in a candy store. I, I was walking with the likes of Jack Nicklaus and Greg Norman and Arnold Palmer and Seve Ballesteros and all the great ones of that day and that era, and uh, I loved it. And I became really a thorn in, in Bernhardt's side and, and constantly uh, chiding Peter to uh, take a week off. And uh, I did that part-time for about 11, 12 years and, uh, you know, caddying two, three, four weeks a year whenever Pete couldn't make it. And uh, I loved it. It was it was just, just fantastic. Um, and the the fateful call came when, when Pete resigned permanently uh, in 2001. And Bernhard asked me to come on out as a little experiment, which ended up uh, being a full-time gig for several years. And I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of travel and a lot of time away from home, and there were aspects to it that uh, I, I didn't necessarily like. But but during that time, uh, I had been touched by a rare bone marrow disorder called Fanconi edema. One of my assistants at Woodfield had two children with it, uh, Christian and Kaylin Collins, and uh, it, it really touched us. It, it, it was living, breathing, and dying with a family member that uh, had a had a very lethal disease. And uh, the, both the boys are doing well today. But uh, way back when, I knew somehow, some way that uh, we wanted to make a difference and an impact on that disease. So 18 years ago, we started Caddy for a Cure. And then uh, in 2005, I was caddying for Bernhardt over in, uh, in, in Texas, in San Antonio, right by the Brook Medical Center, uh, where many of our wounded go, either Walter Reed or Brook. And the PJ Tour, being very military patriotic, walked six young men down the range that had all lost legs. And uh, it was a chilling sight for me. Uh, in fact, uh, Brandon, who I just mentioned, was about the same age as these young guys. And it, it was really the first time in my life that the impact of, of service and, and what it meant to sacrifice uh, really hit me between the eyes. So I said, hey, we've got this caddy for a cure and Chris Mascaro can come out and caddy for a Ricky Fowler. Why couldn't he be escorted by a wounded service member? So I had the idea and we went to the PJ Tour and uh, it took them about three megaseconds to say, yeah, we love that. And they were all in. And uh, we've been doing that and providing these experiences for our brave wounded now for uh, 14 years. And uh, as you mentioned, we've had great fortune to be able to to really do some some extra special blessings to, to some of these, these men and women. Um, we've given a home away. Uh, we've given a service dog away. We've uh, given 
bunch of bunch of things for 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 guys that, that have young families and babies and things like that. And in these experiences, you know, our our, our purpose of of it is is to really introduce them to the game at the highest levels. If if they already play, um, hopefully it'll spur them on to see a different side of the game that otherwise they never would have had the chance to be able to see, and they'll play more. And if they don't play, well, they're going to get introduced to the game really at the highest levels, and, and hopefully it'll spur them to to play because as golfers, Chris, you and I know that that this game is incredibly therapeutic. Uh, that that this is an opportunity to get out and, and God's fresh air and green grass and get a respite. Uh, and 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 it has the ability to let us get away from some of the things that may be troubling us with some of the uh, emotional things that that many of these brave people have had to deal with that uh, we just know that golf is just so awesome and, and again being a PGA member with the growth of the game initiative that we have as a PGA of America uh, you know we can't think of a better way to be able to to say thanks and and introduce people to the game so Caddy for Cure has been been very successful now in that regard for 18 years and Russ to your point, it, there's so many of the great players out on tour that have gotten involved. Jack Nicholas has been involved. Um, so many of those guys have been generous with their time and, and a part of the program. Are, are they going to get an opportunity to do that again this year? Or how has COVID-19 interrupted the opportunity for, for anybody to bid on and be able to be the caddy for some of these guys this year? Well, obviously everything's changed. That uh, we're still, it's still a fluid uh, work in motion. I got an email today from the tour, uh, you know, about uh, again the attempt to try to start back up at the Charles Schwab Cup at Colonial, and uh, you know, one of our favorite events, Hilton Head Island at the RBC, uh, is coming up after that. So we're kind of taking it as it as it comes right now. We've got a. Uh, I was at the Players Championship and I had gotten uh, quite a few players uh, lined up for for events uh, in in the fall. Uh, Ricky Fowler had, had, you know, he's a huge supporter, and you know, pretty much uh, said said it took took three seconds to get him to say, yeah, he's in for this year. And we picked out, uh, I think it's Boston. We've got him, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, is another great guy and uh, someone support. And then Justin Thomas. We we had Brooks Kepka is coming back. Um, we had had a bunch of players that are getting ready to uh, to come back. And we're just kind of weeding through like everybody else, waiting to see what's going to happen and, and what the uh, safety precautions are going to be. And, um, you know, it's dynamic and fluid. And uh, we'll be back. We'll definitely be back this year. And uh, we've got uh, a, a whole list of, of wounded right now on our on our to-do list and a next ups. And I've got, got some really uh, uh, vetted and interviewed and, and you know, know that they're more than worthy to to come and participate in our program and, and we're we're anxiously looking forward to uh to doing that uh once once we get the all clear to go back into water so to speak and russ uh you were telling me prior to the show and i mentioned at the top of the show that you have a new program called clubs for charity talk about what you're doing there you know, we had an idea last year. I'm from a small school, as you mentioned. Uh, we're a relatively small charity, and uh, you know, we're we're about the we're, we, we've always been about the small guy. You know, it, it's uh, and we we had an idea that that how how can we help all charities, not only small but but big as well. How can we help other charities? And uh, we we found a company. Um, I had an idea, and, and we reached out to a company up in Minnesota, a great company called Second Swing. Many of your listeners may know of them. They're 
really the granddaddy in, uh, in used golf clubs. And uh, I reached out to them and told them the idea that I had. And uh, we worked together for several months. And we developed this program, Clubs for Charity, where people really can give for free to the charity of their choice. And uh, what's staggering, Chris, is there, you, know, you probably already know this, but there's, there's over 40,000 veteran-related uh, 501C organizations in, in the country right now. There's just a plethora of great people out there doing, doing great things. There's all those spokes in the wheel out there. And, you know, even though COVID has hit, uh, even though our, 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 our whole world has come to a standstill, uh, all these charities still have needs. There are still things that go on. And, you know, really there couldn't be a more timely opportunity or a more timely, uh, a better time to come out with something like this because people can simply go to the website clubsforcharity.com and uh, what they can do is donate their golf clubs. Uh, you know, many of us, hey, with nothing to do over the last six, seven weeks, have cleaned out our garages and cleaned out our offices and, and, and found, uh, you know, clubs lying around the house that we're not going to use anymore that uh, we know we're not going to do, and what do we do with them? You know, we can go through that hassle of putting them on eBay and taking pictures and uploading and hoping that people will pay and doing all that stuff. Second Swing has developed a program here that uh, is so simplistic and it's so easy, and uh, you can simply say, hey, we, you know, we love the Green Beret Foundation or the Navy SEAL Foundation or Birdies for the Brave. There's so many great organizations out there. We'd like this donation to go to them, and that, that organization will actually receive a cash benefit from your golf clubs. And uh, we even pay the freight. Second Swing's paying the freight for you. Um, you'll print out a shipping label right there. Tell us what you have put the organization's name that you want the money to go to, and then uh, just simply box them up, put the label on it, call FedEx, they'll come pick them up, and uh, you're going to get a beautiful tax receipt for whatever the value is that uh, Second Swing uh, designates, which you'll know right when you uh, fill out the form, and uh, you'll get the uh, tax receipt for 100% of that for Ready for a Cure. So it's, um, we think it's brilliant. We've talked to uh, numerous organizations over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we were uh, all set to roll it out, really the week of the players, and then everything happened the way it did, so we put everything on hold. And, and in retrospect, uh, we're really grateful that it kind of happened that way uh, because we went a whole different direction with it. And like I said, we know that, that the needs are still there. The, the kids at St. Jude still need help. Um, the, the, the wounded in, in the SEAL Foundation still need help. Military Warriors Support Foundation are still doing great things for our wounded, and they still need the help. Nothing has changed with regards to the need or the help. We've just found a way for you to be able to donate sort of cash-free. You've already paid for the golf clubs. They're already yours. There's no cash out of pocket that you have to give. And those golf clubs, uh, we came up with a little phrase, your clubs have never done so much good. And uh, we think it's a marvelous <laughs> program, great. and we'd encourage all of our listeners, if you do have some clubs around, to uh, to consider using clubs for charity to get rid of some of your golf clubs. That's a fantastic thing to do, and uh, as you're telling both stories about Caddy for a Cure and now, and now this for um, for all the clubs that I've got sitting out in my garage that I thought, well, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to hold on to them. I know there are a couple of years, you know, a couple of generations ago where some of them you know, may have a little bit of sentimental value or this or that, but, you know, my wife looks at me like, really? More golf clubs? <laughs> um, yeah, this is a great way to, 
to to part with those and and to do something great with them. You're right. Those those old golf clubs will never do as much good for me or any sentimental value that they may have as they will for uh, for helping out these causes. That's fantastic stuff. Good for you, Russ, for coming up with another way to give back and to help our wounded service men and women. That's fantastic stuff. Well, thank you very much, and and uh, we we uh, you know we look forward to providing these experiences for for our wounded. Uh, we just had a great experience at at Bay Hill with world number one Rory McIlroy, and uh, we had a young man, private first class Jeff Mall. Uh, just uh, we've known Jeff; he was in our program six years ago at the Honda Classic in the uh, the celebrity group, and he, he'd really never had a traditional quote unquote bag on the PGA Tour, and uh, an opportunity came available for Rory. And uh, he's over in Melbourne, Florida, and we brought him over, and uh, it was really, uh, it, it, it was really surreal uh, what what he was able to experience. And and again, all, almost at the end of every one of these experiences, you know, we we think that uh, we go into it knowing that we're going to offer something really terrific to these young men and women. And we, we, we really work hard to make sure they have a good time, that they get to meet as many players as possible, that they get to have as many pictures and, and just, you know, go through the equipment trailers, go up and down the range, go in the locker room, um, really see the tour from, from inside out. We, we go into it thinking we're going to do so much for these young men and women. And, and almost to a T we walk away they did more for us than than we could ever do for them. And in this situation with Jeff was no different. We spent three days one-on-one with Jeff, and we got to hear his whole story in depth. And uh, the, the trials and tribulations that we, he went through after he came back injured, badly injured, uh, you know, being homeless for two years, uh, finally finding a young Marine that was an advocate, that served as an advocate for him, uh, to get his disability uh, up to speed, and uh, you know he's now married, uh, got a lovely, wonderful wife Megan, and they have a beautiful little girl, a year old right now. And uh, to see Jeff go full circle, and there he was with the number one player in the world for 18 holes, and Rory McIlroy and Phil Mickelson stopped and spent 10 minutes with him uh, on the first tee, gave him a glove, and took pictures and chatted him up. And, uh, you know, these are memories that he'll remember for the rest of his life. And, and, and I can assure you that we have memories that we're not going to forget from that week. And, uh, you know, it just it, it burns at our heart and it, and it just drives us more that we want to go out and do more and can't wait for the, for the game to be back on so we can get back on tour and start offering these experiences out to more men and women. Russ, before I let you go, remind our listeners again about the websites, both for Caddy for a Cure. And then, uh, and then what you're doing with Second Swing, so that we can uh, we can support all the great things you're doing. Thank you, Chris. Our our, our website caddyforacure.com, and we spell it with a Y, C A D D Y F O R A C U R E, caddyforacure.com. Uh, that'll give you the the umbrella company of, of everything that we're doing. And then we started a new web page, Clubs for Charity, C L U B S F O R C H A R I T Y clubsforcharity.com. You can go there and you can read how the program, it's really simplistic. Uh, it'll take you right over to uh, the, the next page with Second Swing and what a great partner uh, up in Minnesota. These people are just so good. Uh, go to that website. You can read all about it. It's really easy. And uh, hey, if you have some clubs out there and uh, 
your spouse or 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 or, or even yourself just want to get rid of some of those old golf clubs um you know like i said your your clubs have never done so much good and now's a, a really good time to uh to not have to hit the hip but uh make a real difference in somebody else's life and and you tell us who you want to help uh if you want to help canines for warriors uh bob and sherry devolves great organization up in Jacksonville, which we love. Uh, there's so many canine organizations out there that just do great work. Um, as long as they're a 501c organization, and we can recognize that, um, we'd be delighted to write them a check for you on your behalf. Well, Russ, I can't thank you enough for all the great things that you continue to do for our wounded service men and women. I can't thank you enough for coming back and sharing those stories. And uh, I hope uh, you'll come back and uh, give us an update on how things are going later this year. Uh, both with uh, both of those organizations that you've started, and then obviously update us on on your uh, your kids as well. Great stuff, my friend. Oh, my goodness! Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for having me on seven times. That's unbelievable. But uh, thank <laughs> thank you very much. You're you're always great uh, to have us on, and uh, we're, we're delighted and and humbled to be a, a guest. And and once again, thank you to all those men and women who are serving right now. We we are we are we are America strong as the Blue Angels and Thunderbirds are saying right now. We are America strong and we appreciate your service. Thank you. Russ, take care, my friend. Stay safe. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. That's a great Russ Holden, folks. And again, what a wonderful set of causes, right? Caddy for a cure, and that's the A D D Y, like uh, like Russ said. And then clubsforcharity.com. I think I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I got to get all those old clubs that I've had sitting around for a little while thinking, well, maybe, maybe this or that, maybe it's a little sentimental. No, they got to go do some good for some other folks. So I'll be boxing those up and sending them along. We'll get, we'll get an update from Russ. We'll get him back on the show a little bit later on this summer.